Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Devon Hour. I just wanted to pop in before the episode started to say that I am so excited to introduce this new series on the Devon Hour called Interviewing the Interviewer, where I'm going to be interviewing people who host podcasts, people who host radio shows, people who actively interview other people, just so we can get some information about them. So I'm very excited for this series. Thank you so much to Olivier for starting this series off with me. I can't wait to show everyone the work I've been doing behind the scenes, the guests that are going to come on, the amazing conversations that we've had. So I'm just excited. So thank you so much for being a supporter. And let's get into this week's episode. I'll catch y'all later. How you want me to address you? Do you want me to address you as Olivier or Ali John? <laughs> uh, whichever makes you feel feel more comfortable. I'm cool. I'm cool with Oliver, Olivier, Ali John, whatever, man. It's cool. Okay, I'm gonna do Ali John because that's what it says mm-hmm. right there in the corner. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, you ready? Yes, sir. Okay, cool. <clears throat> Let me get my podcast voice together. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Devon Hour podcast. This week, we have somebody very, very special. And this is going to kick off the new series on the Devon Hour called Interviewing the Interviewer. This is going to go through the month of August. So prepare yourselves because there's a lot of stuff in store. Um, There's so many other different interviews that we have coming up. So get ready but first i really wanted to start off with somebody that i know (laughs) somebody um who is on the come up of their own as well welcome ollie john from the champions corner podcast how are you (laughs) man Devin. like i said man i'm just blessed black and highly favored man i'm happy to be here man thank you so much for having me on man it's just i I can't tell you how grateful and appreciative I am for you to even choose me, little old me, to kind of do something like this. (laughs) Thank you so much. I really wanted to bring, like I said, I really wanted to bring somebody who I knew and I thought was like very perfect for me to bring on someone from WKNJ, which to the viewers, if you don't know what WKNJ is, um, then you obviously have been paying attention to the podcast. That (laughs) was... The basically the beginnings of everything for us, right? Like that was our campus radio yeah. station. Um, that was the first, mm-hmm. in, that was the first. Uh, how would you say it? the first version of the Devon Hour, which was a radio show and a hot mess. Mm-hmm. But you know, we respect the humble beginnings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it was. It was Nah, I was blessed enough to, you know, be on the episode of the Devon Hour. And what I must say about the Devon Hour, it was real. It was real thoughtful, thought-provoking conversation. You definitely, oh like, my god! You know, you almost had to like, yeah, I was there. You really got to like, you got to go into the Devon Hour with an open mind. You feel what I'm saying? You got to be there with an open mind. It's a no judgment zone. Like, it's a safe, I know safe space has been like a hot word as of late, but like, that was literally a safe space. You could come in there, you could share whatever, and you're going to learn a lot of things. <laughs> so, you know, 
I was just blessed to even be a part of that for at least one episode. So it was yes, you were definitely there for like the early, early episodes. The probably the shit I have deep in the archives. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was definitely there, man. It was a good time. That's why it was definitely a good time. Uh, Yes, I forgot what we talked about. I remember it was a lot of shit. I think I was just angrier. (laughs) I was just so angry. I forgot like. I forgot what, because like that first season of the Devon Hour was literally like me just going off about whatever. And we did have real interesting conversations, but I remember me just being like, just pissed (laughs) at everything. You you, you were a little angrier back then, but deservedly so, man. You you were angry at a lot of stuff that was going on in the world, you know, and... It was it was deservedly so, man, because you know we the world was in a bad place and we're still in a bad place. But I mean, what can we do? Right, we're we're trying to get better day by day. Yes, it's only up from here. Hopefully, hopefully, it doesn't get any worse. So let's talk about you. So we're going to talk about a little bit of your background. So where are you from? Uh, me, I am from Union, New Jersey. Uh. I was born in uh, I was born in Newark, lived there for a year. Beth Israel Hospital. We bounced around a little bit. We ended up living in uh, Irvington, the Maplewood. Then, on my kindergarten graduation, we moved into our uh, moved into an apartment in Union. And after my first grade year, we moved to the house that I'm in now in Union, New Jersey. And I just say I'm from Union because that's where I was raised the most. That's where I got all my friends at. That's where I got all my experiences at. I'm from Union, New Jersey. Born and raised, and I would never, ever, ever want to be from nowhere else. <laughs> I like how people from Newark will always tell you what hospital that they're born in. Tell me. I'm yeah, from- I mean, yo, because, you know, Beth Israel's a staple. Yeah. <laughs> good for telling you like i was i was talking to my friend the other day and she was like yeah i was born in da 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 hospital i was just like every single person from newark will run it down like what hospital what house what block we used to live on and i'm good for saying like oh i'm just from jersey city that's yeah. it period. <laughs> Right, nah, but I, you know, I always gotta make it clear that I'm not from Newark. I was just born. I was born in Newark, and I lived there for a year. I claim Union because that's all I know. My earliest memories, Union, New Jersey, like that's me through and through. So tell me, what was little Olivier? Uh, tell me what tell me what he was like okay little me um little me man uh little me uh i was a i was a real smart kid i was a real smart kid i was real i was real curious i always you know i always wanted to know stuff i always asked questions i was bad like i was i was definitely bad like but it wasn't bad in a sense like i was disrespectful or anything like that i just like to push the envelope as a kid a little bit you feel what i'm saying i got in trouble a lot for that in like my uh my elementary school days and as i got older i got a little like my behavioral issues got got better obviously but yeah you know i was just a real curious kid i was a real i was a real athletic kid i love sports i love to play football to this day i'm still super duper duper into sports and that was like my upbringing man i was just i was just a super curious kid my mom raised me to always 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 ask questions 
you know, and uh, that's just that's just me to this day. I'm still super duper duper, you know, curious. I'm always asking questions. I'm always trying to learn things. I'm always reading. Like that's that's real big for me because it's like no matter how no matter how old you get, no matter how much you know, you can never know enough. You can never know enough knowledge. Yeah. And my mom kind of instilled in me as a as a youth, you know, and it's. You can get in my head like, yo, you have to read a lot. Like, reading is something that you have to do because you can learn the majority of your things by reading. A lot of things they don't teach you, but if you read, you'll gain, you know, a lot of a lot of knowledge and a lot of information. So that's how I was as a kid, just real curious, you know, real insightful. I used to think a lot. I'm still in my head a lot. You feel what I'm saying? But that was that was that was little uh that was little Olivier as a kid, man. That was me. Yes, an inquisitive child. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> so you grew up, you're Haitian, right? So you grew up in a Haitian yep. household? Yes, sir. Haitian household, man. <laughs> How was that? Um, You know, it's, uh, you don't really realize that it's tough until, like, you start to make friends from other backgrounds. Like, like me growing up, it was cool. Like, it was, it's, it's fun being Haitian. I love it. I love speaking a language. You feel me? But, you know, you start to realize this stuff when you start comparing your, you know, your upbringing, uh, you know, other other kids. Like, like when I used when I used to remember, like, uh, I used to speak to some of my American friends at school. Like, yeah, you know, I got in trouble, so you know, I got a whooping. They're like, whooping? Like, yeah, yeah, like your parents, like your mom hit you. I'm like, yeah, like when I do something I'm not supposed to do, like when I do something that she told me not to do, and I do it anyway. I get, I get a but I get a B in or like. Like we got this thing in Creole we call it Ajanu, right? And it just means like you go in the corner and you and you stand on your knees and you just face the wall kind of thing, right? And that's like a punishment. Oh, I, I used to tell them that they used to go crazy, like, yo, how how do you like how how is that even possible? I'm like, it's life, like it's a form of discipline, you feel what I'm saying? It it puts yeah. you on a straight and narrow. It makes because like if the punishment is like if you can withstand the punishment, then it's like I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing. But if you know, like, yo, I don't want to do that no more, you're not going to do it no more. Right. So it only took me a couple of times for me to realize, like, oh, I, well, I don't want to do that no more. So it kind of, like, straightened you up. But, you know, growing up in the Haitian household, it's, it's cool. It's, it's strict. It's, it's very strict. I was fortunate enough to have a mom that was a little more on the lenient side, you feel me? She was a little bit more Americanized, faster than, you know, my, my contemporaries parents. But other than that, you know, it's strict. Grades are first and foremost. Yeah. Sports are a secondary thought. Like, it's all about, all about, all about the education. Because when you think about it, that's what they know. Because a lot of our parents came here at a young age with literally nothing. And they built themselves from the ground up. So they have super duper high expectations for us. So ain't no room for, oh, you, like... I understand you like sports, but yo, this school stuff is really gonna take you where you need to go. It's yeah, gonna, uh, that's what it is. But you know, other like growing up in a Haitian household was cool. I loved it. I loved it. I wouldn't trade it for nothing, honestly. Yeah, I felt that my dad came up here from um, Trinidad, so definitely education was number one for him. Um, luckily, my dad is also very one of those lenient Caribbean parents where. You know, my dad never really, like, touched me or hit me, so I got very much uh, lucky with that one. But also, I didn't give my parents any reason to do that, to be honest. <laughs> I was a decent child. 
decent one. But no, I definitely felt the whole like education coming first and having parents come from countries where they came over here literally for a better life. So of course they're going to want to install that into their kids. You know, that's definitely something that all of us Caribbean people or just anybody who's on a diaspora from a foreign country could relate to because when we come, because when our parents came over here or our families, there was no games to be played. Okay. It was work and school and that's it. And you act right. (laughs) That was it. They didn't have time for no fun. What's that? Like, no, we're not having fun. We here for a singular purpose and that's for a better life for our kids. Like, ain't no fun. You can have all that fun shit later. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because it's time to work. And they still working to this day, head down, because, like, that's all they know. Yeah, my dad refuses to, like, not work. He always finds a job, always something new. Yeah, I felt that. Yeah. I felt that, felt that. So let's talk about college. That's where we met. We met at Kane University. Yes, sir. Why did you go to Kane? What made you go to Kane? Uh, okay, so... Quick story about how I ended up at Kane. Uh, originally, you know, playing football in high school, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to play football in college, right? Uh-huh. And I had, I had got in contact with a, uh, a coach from Lincoln University in Pennsylvania, and Ooh. the coach said, "Hey, you know, I sent him, yeah, I sent him my film. He was, he was like, hey, man, I, I really enjoyed your film." You know, you could come down to this uh, to this football camp that we're having. If you perform like I know you can, we're going to uh, offer you a, a full scholarship. And I said, all right, cool. So my mom set it up. I was going to go down there, perform at the camp, probably like a week before the camp was set. My mom was like, yeah, you know, I did some research on the school. I don't really like it. The academics aren't really too good. Like, you know, uh, they're not really a super-duper-duper diverse university. Like, I don't really think that's a good fit for you. And, you know, me, like, my mom being, like, my best friend kind of thing, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to take her word for it. Like, football could be an afterthought. I'm good enough to where I feel like I could play anywhere. So, you know, I'm just I'm just take it and, and, and do what it is. So uh, I had Virginia State sending me a lot of mail. So she was like, you know, why don't you go to Virginia State? I said, all right, cool. I applied to Virginia State. I get in. And, you know, my mom, she's like, oh, I don't know, you know. She was just trying to keep me a little bit closer to home, and I respect that. You feel what I'm saying? And that's mm-hmm. a blessing that I actually did. So then I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I can't do that. So what do you want me to do? She's like, why don't you go to Montclair? I said, all right, cool. So I applied to Montclair. I got into Montclair on a condition. I had to do the uh, the EOF program in the summer, and I didn't want to do that. I'm like, mom, I'm not doing that. I'm really, I really don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to be a part of that. She's why like, not? Right, cool. And my mom, bro. I'm trying to, this is my first summer, like, going into college. Like, I'm not trying to be in the EOF program. Like, I was just young. I was super. Looking back, I should have done it. But yes, you did. Because I'm like, man, I don't really Because I was definitely an EOF kid at Kane, and we did a lot of stupid nut shit. So you should have definitely have part- participated. I should <laughs> Looking back, I should have done it. It came with a whole bunch of benefits. But, you know, I, I don't know no better. And at the time... My mom was uh my mom was enrolled in Kane. She graduated in twenty fifteen. She was enrolled in Kane. She's like, Why don't you apply to Kane? I'm like, All right, cool, that's cool, right? I applied to Kane literally. I remember I was in English class and I got the uh I got the email. It was May. I got the email. It was like, Hey, you know, you're accepted in the Kane University, you know, here's the next question you gotta say. I called her, I'm like, Ma, I got accepted in the Kane. She's like, All right, do you wanna go? I'm like, Yeah, like I wanna go to save us a lot of money. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's right, it's literally right down the street from my house. Like, five, it's a five minute drive from my house. So I'm like, you know, I could, I could do this. You know what I'm saying? And my mom's like, oh my God, we're going to be classmates. I'm like, no, nah, we're not doing that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah, and that's, that's exactly how I ended up again. That's exactly how it happened. Oh, wow. But you did say yeah. mad bread, though, because you're like down the block. So you say yeah. mad bread. Good on you. Yeah, that was that was one of the smart things I did. One of the very few smart things I did, probably as a freshman or incoming freshman in college. There wasn't too many of those smart decisions, but that was one of the smart ones that I made. Period. Yeah. <laughs> so you are you were a communications major while you were there. Yes, yes I was. Yes I was. I didn't go there initially for communications. So I went there for uh, athletic training, and then you know the first the first semester you're there. It's all basic classes, you know, intro to King, you take a math class, like that, all that kind of good stuff. Yep. And then the second semester, I'm like, all right, I'm into the athletic training program. Literally the first day, the first day in that program, I walked in and I walked, it was an athletic training lab. I'll never forget. I walked in, I looked at all the tables in there and I looked at the, I said, I don't want to be here. Like I knew all quick, as soon as I walked in, I can't be here. Right. I can't, like, this is not what I want to do. Right. And then, like, my mom really wanted me to do it. But she was like, yeah, you know, it's good money in there. You know, Caribbean parents is always thinking about something that's going to get you good good money, solid job, good benefits, all that kind of stuff. She's like, yeah, you know, you're really into sports. That'd be real good for you. I'm like, yeah, but Ma, like, I came home that day. I said, Ma, I don't think that's for me. She was like, and this is, this is what I really, really, really love my mom for, because she's super duper understanding. And I was like, Ma, I don't think I want to do this. She's like, all right, what you want to do? Like, what do you like? I'm like... I think I, I think I want to jump into this into this communications field. She said, "Really? Like what? Like what's in that?" I said, "I really, really, really love like just you know broadcast media and yep. radio." And then I had to pitch it to her about how communications is a real broad thing. Like I could I could be a journalist. I could you know do public relations. I could do all these different kinds of things. But she said, "You know what? Because you love it so much and you explained it to me this way." I think I think that'd be good for you because I don't want you to be in a program that you don't like and mm-hmm. you're over there wasting money and you you know you're not your heart's not in it. So if you really love this, go for it. And I said, you know what? That's what I'm gonna do. And that's how I ended up in a communications major. Yes. <laughs> I feel like that's a lot of people's stories when it comes to communications. They start off somewhere else and then they end up <laughs> in the com program. Yeah, man, that's exactly how it happened. And I was I was scared at first. I was super duper duper scared. But once I got into these calm classes and I was like, Oh yeah, this is for me because it came so easy. It came so natural to me, everything that we was learning. So Yeah. yeah. I feel like there is such a, a, a stigma when it comes to being a calm major. Like a lot of people feel like, Oh, there isn't a lot of money in it, like there's like a one million chance that you might become successful in it, but there's so many different realms and so many things that you're taught and you could fit like damn near every position with a calm degree. Cause you are taught everything about interacting with people. Yeah. And if you specify in media, like there's so many w- realms in that too. There's radio, there's television, there's podcasting, there's, uh, animation. There's so many amazing things. So people they sleep on us for real. Like I feel like we're just so slept on. Yeah, they don't. They don't really understand. They think they think like when we pick communications, we're picking the easy way out. And, and all honestly, we're probably making life harder for us because it's just it's a real broad thing. And, you know, a lot of jobs they like 
a specific concentration. And me, the way I look at it, I cool a specific concentration is cool, but I would rather somebody who's good at everything. Like right. I could do what well, I can write press releases, I can write freaking uh newspaper articles. I know about inverted pyramid style. Like I can do a lot I could do sports marketing. Like I have a lot of stuff in my arsenal in my brain that I could do. So I feel like we they say it's the easy way out, but I feel like it's one of the harder routes to, to go. Yeah, it is. A lot of people say like Oh, it's easier way out, but I want to see them edit a video. I want to see them do an EPK. Like, <laughs> I want to see them do a, a, a public relations yeah. campaign. They can't do it. <laughs> yeah. They can't. They can't. It's like, I, I would like to see you guys do a whole, uh, a, literally a whole public relations campaign. Like, give me a whole SWOT analysis of what you think this, this company should do for this specific brand. Like, it's a lot of stuff. And they it's don't really do that I feel like you deserve. But, you know. it'll come it'll come in due time it will and our industry we need to be so multifaceted like we need to be able to do so many different things so like you can't just be able to know how to talk on a radio you need to know how to edit audio you need to know how to operate a board you need to know how to Mm -hmm. engage in conversation it takes more than just talking Mm -hmm. so yeah that's like one of the biggest misconceptions and one of the main thing that really pisses me off because Nobody could edit a video like the fuck I can, okay? And that's just on that. Heard you. Heard you. <laughs> and that's on period. Heard you. Heard you. Exactly. What's you the damn That's what it is. It taught, us, it taught us to be, it taught us to be a, a real self-sufficient, too. Like, yeah. remember when we was, in, we, was in the, uh, we was in the radio station that came, and, like, they didn't really tell us, like, how to really do everything. Like, they gave us a... Uh, like a little paper to say, yo, you do this, that, and this. But we had to really just play with the boards ourselves, learn yeah. how to save our audio ourselves, all that type of stuff by ourselves. So, and we got real lucky. And we got real lucky with the radio station because we actually got like real professional equipment. Like this is equipment that you'll see when you go to Sirius XM, when you go to um hot uh, was it hot ninety seven? Like these are we had such a good time too at WKNJ. Just explain to the world a little bit about our experience <laughs> at WKJ. Oh, man. <laughs> and it's really crazy because like WKJ was like out like it was it was super, super, super dope. Like I remember when I first even like thought about doing WKJ. Like I was like, yo, I was sitting in my bed and I was just like, yo, I, I watch interviews all day. Like and at the time I didn't know, but that was just me like being like a sponge just studying all these different type of interviewers and their styles and their shows and i'm like you know what maybe i want to do radio right i just started listening to podcasts in 2015 so i'm like no, let me just let me let me see and i said okay i really do got a radio station i walk past it every day yep so I went in there, i'm like okay how do i apply me apply online i applied online right and i had a uh i had a yeah, I got back to me. I had an interview. I had an interview with Emily at the time. Emily was the program director at the time, I believe. And yeah. um, when she said, yo, you could come up on this day. If you remember, we had to pitch our show, like we had to do like a flyer, what our show was going to be about, a little bio. Like, and I did all that, like on my management, the flyer, did everything, right? So she was like, all right, you know, the interview is on this day. So then the day came, and she, Emily was like, yo, I can't, I won't be able to make it, but you know, I have my, uh, you know, I have uh, my assistant or whoever that, whoever, whatever the case may be, is going to do the interview for me. I said, all right, cool. Right? So, you know, I'm nervous now. So I'm like, damn, like, I thought it was going to be Emily. I don't know who this person is. 
Like I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I rarely get nervous, but you know, I'm a little nervous now. So I get up the, I, I get up the elevator, I walk in, and as the good Lord would have it, the person who was interviewing me was Bianca. Now me and Aww. Bianca have a previous relationship because me and Bianca went to high school together. We both went to high school together. Yeah. So we, we used to walk home in a big group. So I get in there. And Bianca's like, hey, Arthur, what you doing here? I said, yeah, I had an interview with Emily. She said, oh, you're the person that she was going to interview? I'm like, yeah. She's like, oh, you good. I don't even got an interview. You got it. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I'm in there now. You feel me? And ever since then, you know, I've just been in the WPNJ. And, you know, it's it's crazy because I don't think you remember. But remember when, uh, like, we had, because WPNJ had, like, the broadcasting or whatever. And remember when we couldn't, like, broadcast to uh like on a specific channel or radio station like the broadcasting was broke yeah 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 so i use that time to practice so i used to just go in there and me and a couple friends i used to talk on the mic yes i remember that that's when they were like renovating the station yeah and i was like yo this is i really like this stuff like this is this is really good stuff and that's uh that was my first like wknj experience like and it was it was super duper duper dope and amazing and I really use that time to practice, and I, I like the first time I got on the mic, I wasn't nervous at all. Like it, it felt like I was home. It felt like I was supposed to be doing that. Yeah, and that's that's when I that's when I knew like, oh, this this is this is what I want. This is what I'm gonna do. Aw, that's lovely. Oh, shout out to Bianca. She is killing it. She just got her masters. Like, yes, Bianca was the one who did my interview as well, and then she's the one who gave me the program director position when when she left. Oh, that's so sweet. I just had um, I just had Rich on. Rich is going to be a guest on on the on this series as well, and um, I interviewed him. We were talking about WKNJ and just. The the amount of talent that is at that radio station. Oh. Listen, we when when we all make it, we gotta do like a documentary about <laughs> how much talent just from interviewers to people that we've interviewed to just people that was just walking in and out of those doors. Like Yes. Oh, I can't really, yeah. Oh wow, yeah, that's we definitely got to do that. That's crazy. It's just the amount of talent. Like we have you, you and K, who is killing it. We're gonna get. In, we're gonna talk about Champions Corner in a minute. Um, Bianca and we have Rich, who is out here doing his damn thing. I remember when Rich walked through the doors, and I was like, <laughs> "This is my. This is what I told Rich as soon as he walked through the doors. I was like, you better not say nigga too." I don't know why I said that to him. <laughs> Yo, wow. That was my first word saying to Rich. I say, and you better not say nigga. And I tell you. <laughs> nah, I believe it. I 100% believe it. That's funny. Wow. And then and it was just. What we love about you, Devin, because you are just unapologetically yourself. Like, I know, because. Everybody was probably thinking that, but you was gonna be the only one to say that, especially off the first, off the first, the first words that came out of your mouth. Like you're the only one that's gonna say that. You feel me, bro? You're a national treasure. We gotta protect you for real, for real. That's, that's funny. <laughs> Thanks. But yeah, like it just that experience and the way it set us up for. First off, the WKJ was an amazing resume builder because, mm-hmm. like you said, we had kind of had free range to do whatever we want, and since. We did. 
and we kind of ran it the way that we wanted to ran it, it really allowed us to take on more positions. And like I said, multifaceted, we have to be um, in this in this field. So yeah, shout out to WK and J documentary coming soon. Uh, docu- uh, documented by uh, Mr. Olivier over here. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna take care of all that. So now let's talk about Champions Corner. Who is the brainchild of that? Is it you? Were you the one who created that? Oh, no, nah, it wasn't me. That's all Carrie Alger for 100%. Like, that's her. Like, I'll never forget. Like, she was, uh, she put on her Instagram story. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking for a host for this podcast I did uh, coming up. And I swiped up on the, on the story and I put the eyes. And she was like, literally, oh, nah, I'm like, I already, I already put you down as my host. I'm just, I just put this up for a third host. Like, you was already going to be in my plans regardless. I was like, Yo. look at God, bro. Like, because it, it really came at just like the perfect time because I was in a space where like, I was in a, I was just in a, I was in a space where like, I didn't really know what was, what was going to be my next step because I had wrote for Hot 97. I did that thing. And then I had wrote for Baller Alert for a short time. And then I had wrote for uh, the Rap Fest and I was writing for the Rap Fest at that time. Like I was the, I did this segment called Hip Hop Holidays where like the the anniversary of albums, I'll do write ups on them. And like I was in a point now where I was like, yo, I feel a little stagnant. Like I want to get back to this podcasting, but I don't want to go back to King because it's like, I don't know. It's just I don't, I don't want to go back there just because like I want to feel like I'm progressing somewhere. Right. So I ended up buying, I ended up buying podcast equipment. Right. Or the podcast equipment. And I was in the process. Me and my mom was having a conversation. I was trying to turn my basement into like I got a room in my basement. I was trying to turn that into like a little podcast studio kind of thing. Right. So me and my mom was going back and forth on that because you know she got different plans for the basement. And you know, I was just in a weird time. Like I still got the podcast equipment under my bed, and it was I was going through a weird time. And that literally just came at a perfect time. And that was literally her. Like that was that was her idea. She had she had got the studio already. She was in contact with the guy. Like it was. It, it's just like everything just lined up perfectly. Like I couldn't ask for a, a more perfect storm to come up. Just to just fall in my lap kind of thing. Me, but yeah, shout out to K, man. That's especially my partner in crime. Yes, shout out to K, another WKJ member. Like, yeah, yeah. yes, that's awesome. So, what? So, tell everybody the premise of Champions Corner. Like, what is it about? What do you want to achieve with it? Give us the rundown. So, what Champions Corner? Champions Corner was birthed on the uh, the idea, the premise of. You know how we have that cliche thing that Jersey really don't support Jersey and, and whatever it is. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, we wanted to make a platform that was in Jersey, for Jersey, by people from New Jersey. Right. And we wanted a platform for just not just musicians, but any, any type of creative. If you're a, a broadcaster, an interviewer, a musician, a, a poet, a painter, a videographer, a photographer, like anything that you're doing in New Jersey that's dope, we want to give you a platform to showcase your work and tell the people who you are, what you do, and just, you know, get in depth about all that kind of stuff because we felt like there wasn't really too many, too many, um, too many, uh, outlets in New Jersey that would do that without an agenda. 
You feel what I'm saying? Without right. trying to, you know, get ahead in some type of like malicious way or whatever. So that's that's how that's the premise of Champion Splinter. That's that's what we kind of built it on. Yes, you guys had some amazing guests on. I've been listening, yeah, and I was yeah. like, yeah, y'all are killing it. I love it. Thank you. That really means a lot to us because you know we we uh. You know, it's a it's a day by day thing, man. We we just going with it at the time. Of course, this is uh we've been doing it for a year, but you know, doing this just like how we're doing it is still kind of new for us. Just because you know we're in full control of everything. We booked the guests, you know, we pay for the studio, like we're doing everything basically by ourselves. But with yeah. the great help of our of our engineer, whoever in the space. Shout out to Focus because that's our engineer. It's his studio. It's his. You know, thing he takes really, really, really great care of us. He shoots with a lot of ideas, but yeah, it's just, it's just us doing it. And you know, it gets—I'm not gonna say it gets hard sometimes, but it becomes a tad bit overwhelming when you're like, it's just you two that's trying to be the machine. So like, we gotta upload this stuff from—we gotta upload it to SoundCloud, then it spreads to iTunes to Spotify. Then we gotta mm-hmm. upload it to YouTube. Then we're then we gotta you know take the pictures. Then we gotta promo it. Then we gotta cut the clips ourselves to promote it on our Instagram. Like it's a lot. Not to mention, like you know, we still got lives at the end of the day. Is what I'm saying, and that's why I yep. give Kay the utmost respect because you know she's still working. She works in healthcare, so she never stopped working. You know, she has a two year old daughter, so like yes. she's been on top of everything. And I cannot, cannot, cannot express my love for her enough because she's just an amazing boat, amazing human being and she does it all. She doesn't she don't ask for no breaks. She don't ask for no time off. Like she just does it. She comes straight from work. She goes home, checks on her baby, gets a little food on her stomach, comes shoots right to the studio, does what she gotta do. Like I cannot, cannot, cannot express <laughs> how grateful I am for that woman. Seriously. Yes. Yeah, she's killing it for real. But both of you are like really I really like the the dynamics of the podcast right so we do got that feminine energy and that masculine energy but like the fact that you two fulfill those roles so well and really make your guests feel comfortable like that's what it's all about so tell people like the importance of of having that great chemistry for a podcast chemistry is probably the most important thing that's how i would like i can't do a podcast with somebody that I'm not really genuinely friends with. Like me and Kay met in, uh, we met at Kane in a class. I think we had, we had an event planning class together. Right. Yeah. And, uh, we was, I, I remember I walked in a class, right. And this is what I did when I always walked in the class. I walk in the class, you know, I'm a little late per usual. So I walk in, everybody really got their seats. I'm just looking around and I'm like, all right, I can't really sit in this corner. Cause I came too late. I can't sit in that corner. I came too late. All right, let me see, like, let me see a cute girl I can sit next to. Let me make this worth my while, right? So I'm scared in the classroom. I see Kay. I'm like, oh, I bet. Cool. I'm going to sit next to her, right? Boom. Sat next to her. Real friendly. We was just shopping it up. And I got her Instagram, right, right before we left class. And then I looked on her Instagram. And in her bio, it said, Hot 97 uh, Blogger. Right then and there, my, my brain shifted. I'm like, I need this right here. Like, I need this. So I hit her up. I asked her how she got the internship. I mean, how she got to work at 597. She's like, oh, you know, we're going to be looking for interns soon. I'm going to let you know right before we do it so you could be one of the first. She let me know. I put my bid in for the uh, the internship. I actually got it because of her. Like, she's well-respected up there. You feel what I'm saying? I got it because of her. Shout out to her. 
But yeah, ever since then, we just continued uh, an amazing relationship. Like, we always spoke. You feel what I'm saying? We always seen each other around campus. We always talk. She ended up having a show, just like I ended up having a show at uh, WKNJ. And then we did, you know, a little, a little cross, a little cross show action. You feel what I'm saying? I did her show. She did mine. And like, when we was on the shows together, it was like, it was like effortless. It was just back and forth. I was just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And the chemistry was already there. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. it was it was just real effortless. So then, like, when she had the show idea, it was literally like a no-brainer. I wasn't worried at all because I know that when, like, when the camera cuts on and the mic cuts on, our chemistry is already there. Like, she, like, we literally have, like, our brains are literally always working, especially when the interview's going on. So, like, we've literally had times in the, in, when we interviewed somebody that, she would like I would ask a question and she's like, How'd you know I was gonna ask that? And vice versa kind of thing. You feel what I'm saying? So it's just, yeah. it's really just a blessing to have somebody to do a show with somebody that you guys just click automatically and like it's just it just works so effortless. It looks effortless, it sounds effortless, it feels effortless, and it's just it's really just a blessing to have somebody like that for real. Yeah, it's great when something that is that time consuming like a like a podcast and it doesn't even like feel like you're doing a job. It feel like you're just doing something naturally. So like that's that's amazing. Like that's like the best right. feeling ever in the entire world. Like right now, I really don't feel like I'm about to right. sit here for hours and edit this like it's a job. No, <laughs> like I just feel like I'm just yeah, doing like it it's because not, it's it, fun. You don't feel like work. You feel what I'm saying? And that's that's what it's supposed to be. That's what a career is supposed to be. That's what that's why they tell you do what you love. So when you when you have to get up and when you have to go to work, it don't feel like work. You enjoy yourself. Exactly. Exactly. So there is a good amount of young ones who do pay attention to the Devon Hour. So what advice would you give to people who are looking to put their foot in the door in this media realm? <laughs> um, there is... Hmm. Wow. Um, there's no opportunity better than the president. Wait, hold on. Right. There's no opportunity better than higher. Don't feel like you don't got nothing to say. Don't feel like your perspective Wait, hold on. Is it my Wi-Fi? No, it's not. I'm just trying to, because you were uh, glitching. I just wanted to make sure it's not oh, it's me. Glitching? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, I just want to make sure it's not me. <laughs> let me get on this bitch ass. Let me get on this this hot spot because that's what I paid for. When, when you get these phones, that's yeah. what you pay for. <laughs> that's exactly what you pay for. So let me let me use everything I can that I pay for. Okay, so go back. Go. What was the advice that you would give to these young ones? Um. I would definitely say there's no better time than the present. Mm -hmm. No better time than the present. Um, Don't feel like you can't do it because you can. Don't feel like your perspective isn't interesting enough because it is. Don't feel like you're too shy because you're not. Yes. It's it's super, it's super duper, duper easy once you get into it. You feel what I'm saying? Especially, excuse me, especially if you love it, if you love what you do and you want to do it, it's going to be super, 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 easy to just when you get into it when you start doing it it's going to feel effortless you feel what i'm saying because 
it's something that you want to do, it's something that you have a passion for, you feel me? And just, just start it. There's no, no, no better time than the present. Don't be scared. And your perspective is always unique because it is your perspective. You don't have the same perspective as your friend over here, your friend over here. That's what makes you you. That's what makes you unique. So please, and we need a lot of different perspectives out here that can never... Obviously, people feel like, oh, you know, it's, it's oversaturating the market. Listen, if you if your stuff is dope, you're going to be good. If your, if your perspective is good, you're going to be good. So, you know, I just, just get started. Don't wait too long. Just exactly. Because no matter, exactly, because no matter where you're at, status-wise, <laughs> within the industry, like, this media industry is good for weeding people out. So... Yeah. We'll see who's going to be there at the end of the day, regardless of how oversaturated it is. We're going to see who's there because these are the ones that are determined, obviously have the passion for what they do. Um, also, I would just like to add to that. That was really good advice, sound advice. Also, patience. <laughs> yes, that's number one. Honestly, patience is number one. You really yes. have to be super, super, super patient because it's never, it's never going to come it's never gonna come as fast as you want it to. No, you know it's never. You, when you feel like, when you feel like, and that's what that's what playing sports really taught me, especially playing football. Like you can do everything right, you can do everything that you want to do, you can do everything right, and the outcome still not be what you wanted. And that's okay because it's not a. Sometimes it's not about the end result; it's about the process, the stuff that you learn on the journey to get there. Like one of my favorite rappers, Sue Surf from Jersey, shout out to Surf. He said. It's not about the. Uh, he said in the song, "It's uh, sometimes it's not about the destination. Uh, it's not about the destination. It's about the uh, the road travel. That's why we're in the car celebrating because it's about the road. It's about all the stuff that it took for us to get here. When we get usually when you get there, it's not as fun as the trip. You feel what I'm saying? So enjoy the trip, enjoy the ride. It's just and just be patient. It's gonna come." The, the result is never going to be what you want. I promise you, it's never going to be what you want. But I promise you, I promise you, people are watching you. People are looking at you. Yes. I used to never think what I was doing at came, people was looking at me. You feel what I'm saying? So I used to go out. Like, yo, I heard your show. I'm like, how did you? Like, I didn't even, I was just putting this on iTunes just, you know, for me to listen back to me and a couple of my people to hear it. How did you hear? Why did you listen? Like, I'm nobody. You feel what I'm saying? And that just, you know, people. Somebody's always yeah. listening. Don't think they don't see you because they do. Like, That's I facts. I have 1,300 followers. I have 1,300 followers on Instagram. It's not a lot, right? But when I go through my views, it's verified accounts in my views watching my podcast stuff. Yep. You feel what I'm saying? Like, they, they see it. They don't have to hit me like, yo, keep up the good, yo, I see what you because I know they see it. Somebody's, somebody's going to hit me and be like, yo, I see what you're doing. I think I can help you take this to... You feel what I'm saying? So I'm not exactly. pressed on it. Whatever, whatever happens is going to happen. Listen, God always say, whatever's for you ain't going to miss you. So I'm here. Yes, and that's facts. You never, you will never know. I remember the first time when um, I looked at the analytics for the Devon Hour, I think, um, my freshman year. I remember there was somebody all the way in Australia listening to my shit. And I said, what? Mm-hmm. I said, yeah. what the hell are you doing listening to the Devon Hour? Oh, but I don't know if I ever told you this, but like freshman year, uh, my freshman year, that was the election. Um, uh, Trump's election. And I remember I was talking about it on the Devon Hour 
And somebody called this call Scott, called the uh, radio station, and was like, "Get him off the show, get him off the station." Da 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 da. I was like, "Huh?" <laughs> Listen, I've had many of instances like that because I never knew people listening. But somehow, some way, every time me and my friends was up there acting a fool, sure enough, Scott got an email, "Yo." Whoever's on the show on Friday, it's a lot of curse words on there, a lot of vulgar yes. stuff. Like, I'm like, how? I don't even think people heard this. Like, <laughs> what's going on? Right. I was like, what? And I got a um, and what's that girl's name? Her name is Joy Via, and she's like a real big like Trump supporting recording artist. And I think I called her something on Twitter. I think I called her like a coon bitch or something like that. I forgot what it was. And then, <laughs> and then Scott got an email. Scott got an email asking to remove my show. Why did Scott come up to me? And was like, Devin, I'm not removing your show. I don't even care about this. And I said, Period. So, <laughs> you gotta love Scott, man. You really do. Have. Shout out to Scott McEwen. You gotta love Scott. A legend, an icon. <laughs> yes. So, like, people are. That's. All that to say that people are actually watching your shit. So no matter what, no matter if you have 100 followers, as long as you're reaching out to somebody, then you're fulfilling your purpose because you never know how the words, like the words that you're saying on your show, how that might be affecting somebody and how that might make a difference in somebody else's life. Um, Or just simply keep somebody entertained, which is the end goal here because we're all in the entertainment industry. So, So to all of those, First off, Ali, that was great, great advice. And I need to write that down on my sticky notes when I find them. They're over there. <laughs> I need to write, make sure I write that down on my sticky notes and slap that shit on my vision board because that was actually really good. Um, Thank you. I try, to be, I try to be helpful sometimes. That's all. <laughs> no, dead ass. Uh, so now let's talk about your future projects. Is there anything coming up? Is there anything coming up with the Champions Corner? Um, like, what's, what's that? What's going on? Uh, well, you know, uh, due to uh, this pandemic, we really, because uh, before the pandemic, I think we were booked for at least three months. We had three months <gasps> to get, and, uh, you know, the oh pandemic, my gosh. A lot of people, you know, we canceled a lot. We shut, yeah, we shut down, we shut down operations, and uh, they just told me yesterday that we're booked now through, I think, September, so that's honestly a blessing. It's July, so to have you know, two months worth of guests, that's honestly a blessing. But, uh, yeah, you know, just continuing with uh, the Champions Corner, growing that brand, making sure that brand is, is where it needs to be because at the end of the day, that's still like that's still like our baby kind of thing. So I definitely yeah. want to make sure Champions Corner is, is where it needs to be. Um, as far as me, man, um, you know, I'm just – I'm a real easygoing guy, man. I'll be chilling. I don't try to put too much pressure on myself. But I definitely uh, – I definitely want to get into uh, the music space. No, I'm not rapping. No, I'm not singing. I'm not doing that <laughs> stuff. But I definitely want to be like behind the scenes in the music, in the music stuff, whether it be A and R, because I just have a, I have a special love for music that you know I want to, I want to help, I want to help somebody with music. So I definitely yes, want to be and that's just as important, and that's just as important. One hundred percent, because I like I love music way too much to ever think that I can do music. You feel what I'm saying? Like I don't ever want to disrespect the art of music like that. You feel what I'm saying? I definitely want to be. 
I definitely want to, you know, be behind a, a R&B group because, I mean, I don't, like, I rap is cool, but, like, R&B is one of my hardest issues, what I'm saying. So, like, I know it sounds good. I do, I do a podcast, I do a podcast. I do, like, a playlist probably, like, I don't know, once a month or whatever, I feel like it. It's called Hashtag Ali John Put Me On, and it's just centered around, you know, on, it's, a, it's an R&B-centric playlist, you know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, music that I thoroughly enjoy that's R&B that I listen to that people may not have heard already, like a bunch of artists that people may not have heard or a bunch of songs by some artists that people haven't heard, and I've been doing that for a little while now, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, that's it. I just like... So those are the things that I do, you know. I just want to be in the music. I want to be in the music industry behind the scenes. So I'm I'm working on that, man. I'm trying to get my feet wet in that. So, but yeah, that's that's it for me, man. That's it for my project. There you go. Awesome. Yeah, so that's Devin, it. <laughs> Devin, I would like to thank you again, man, for having me on on the Devin Hour, man. Aww, oh, thank you. Nah, my email just popped up, but yeah, Devin, I just would like to thank you again for, you know, having me just the honor and the privilege of being on the Devin Hour, man. This is, this is amazing. I love what you're doing. Thank please, you. Please, please don't you ever stop, keep going, because at the end of the day, the media space needs more people like Devin is unapologetically Black. So, Devin, we need you. I think I speak for all of your listeners to when I say that we love you and just please, please, please keep going. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And same to you, because I've been like following you and following Champions Corner for so long and y'all have been killing it. So it's just nothing but great things for everybody, you know, I believe. I'm gonna just manifest that. I think there's great things happening for everybody. And I'm so excited right. to see where we're gonna end up in in the next couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> So tell no, everybody listen, we're, we're we're gonna we're gonna reconnect we're gonna reconnect again at the top, trust me. Yes. So tell everybody where they can follow you. Oh, okay. First of all, because I hate promoing myself, so I'm gonna promo my brand first. Hey guys. <laughs> we are uh yeah, it's me, um Ali John, that's O L I J A W N on all social medias. You can follow me Twitter, Instagram, uh I don't use Facebook. Uh, I guess you can follow me on Snapchat too. It's the same thing, you know. I don't use that. Rihanna can't with Snapchat, so we're not on Snapchat. Period. Um, yeah. Uh, follow the brand, man. Follow Champions Corner on uh Instagram. That's Champions Corner NJ. Everything spelled correctly. Uh, subscribe to our channel on YouTube, Champions Corner. Um, yeah, man, and that's that's really it. Oh yeah, go. You can find my playlist on Apple Music and Spotify. Just type in hashtag. Ali John put me on. That's O L I J A W N T B T N E O N. And yeah, man, you know, I'm just, I just, I just want to say thank you again. And that's where you can find all of my stuff. That when you follow me on Instagram, you'll just see a bunch of stuff that I do. Yeah. Yes. Oh, no problem. Thank you to everybody for tuning into this episode of the Devon Hour. This was so much fun. Tune in next week. We have Miss T from Miss T Talks coming on the Devon Hour to talk about her and her come up. So check that out. We also have Rich from Garden State Hip Hop coming on the week after that. And I am not telling you who's the last person is. You will see that because I am slapping that shit right on my resume. I'm telling you, I'm just telling y'all right the fuck now. <laughs>
Yes. So with that being said, thank you, Ali John, for coming on. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Tune in next week. And thank you for wasting an hour of your day listening to my bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye-bye.